Welcome to the new 24-Minute Bible Podcast, where each week we seek to understand the practical truths of the Bible and how they can change our lives. And now, here's your podcast host, Pastor Mark Miner. Well, good day, everybody, and thank you for joining the 24-Minute Bible Podcast. I don't know about you, but if you have uh, been around and maybe you've been at a checkout counter or you're dealing with someone, sometimes we Christians have code words. And one of those code words, when somebody uses this word, when they drop it somewhere in a conversation, you usually begin, as a Christian anyway, to consider whether they also are a Christian Uh, And that word I often hear is the word bless. Somebody tells me at the checkout counter at the grocery store, bless you or have a good day and be blessed. Uh, How are you today? Oh, I'm I'm blessed. Well, that's a powerful word. It's a profound word. It's it's a biblical word. Uh, And today we're going to look at the concept of blessing, but we're going to contrast it a little bit Uh, with the idea of God's love, the difference between God's love and God's blessing. Now, we all say things uh, and and offer blessings, and it's certainly not a bad thing. Somebody sneezes and we say, bless you. Uh, That's certainly the right thing to do. There could be some uh, much worse things that we might say, but what does it really mean? And what does the Bible say about this whole concept of blessing? The Bible tells us we are to bless and not curse, and so certainly we are encouraged to bless, but we want to look specifically at uh, the different types of blessing, but also I want to just unpack a couple of things concerning this idea of God's love as opposed to God's blessing. We say many times, well, God loves you. God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Well, well, he does. Uh, There is no doubt about God's love. There are different types of Greek words that are used in the Bible for God's love. We're not going to get into that today, but I want to focus in on just the one word that most uh, signifies God's love, and it is the word in the Greek, agape, agapeo. And agape love, uh, from Wikipedia, of all places, uh, this is the definition of, uh, of God's love, of agape. I think it's pretty good, actually. It says, in Christianity... Agape is the highest form of love or charity. It goes on to say, the love of God for man. Well, that's not bad. Uh, From a website called Compelling Truth, let me give you a little bit different or a little bit deeper, perhaps longer definition. Uh, This website defines love, agape. Uh, There's different, again, different words for love. There's eros, where we get the word erotic or sexual love. That's, that's a type of love. There's phileo. Phileo is uh, uh, the word for brotherly love, uh, a love of affection between two people. Uh, and, but then there's that deep, deepest word, and that is agape. And here's what uh, this website says about agape love. Agape love is not a feeling. It is a motivation for action that we are free to choose or reject. Agape is a sacrificial love that voluntarily suffers inconvenience, discomfort, and even death for the benefit of another without expecting anything in return. I think that's a pretty profound definition of love. Sounds like Jesus to me. 
So there's the idea of agape love. So let's just start there. Agape love. It is uh, God's love for us. It's the highest form of love. It is sacrificial without expecting anything in return. Those are all good concepts. We like that. Uh, God's love for us, according to the Bible, God's love for you, according to his word, is complete and absolute. It requires nothing from us. Uh, that's uh, the way we can tell that it is God's love. There's no expectation of anything in return. When a, and there's nothing that's been done, no quid pro quo, that has caused someone or something to love us. Uh, when that baby is born and he's placed or she is placed within mom's arms, there's an instant bonding uh, be between the child and the mother. The child's done nothing. Uh, it's been born, but that even wasn't within its control necessarily. But all of a sudden, there was this love, this deep abiding love that flows from a mother to a child. Well, that is how God loves us. In fact, that's the way God sees us. Romans 8, 5 says he demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we didn't do anything to deserve his love. It's just complete, total, and it is pointed towards you, my friend. And that, of course, most demonstrated on the cross uh, through Jesus. I like to say that this phrase quite often because it helps me understand we, we can't do anything that will cause God to love us more. All of your works and all of your good deeds, and if you memorize the Bible or if you go out and help uh, older ladies across the street or whatever you may do that you think is going to win you brownie points with God, as far as love is concerned, doesn't work. You can't do anything to cause God to love you more. But the contrast, the versa on that other side, is this. You really can't do anything to cause God to love you less. You might say, well, Pastor Mark, if you knew all the things that I've done. Well, I don't know all the things you've done, but I can tell you I know people who've done everything you've ever thought about doing, perhaps myself included. We, we've all sinned, and uh, no matter how grievous the sin, no matter how deep, no matter how hurtful the sin, God's love, agape love, is complete, total, and absolute. You can't do anything that would cause God to love you less. Isn't that a reassuring thought? I think it is. So when we're talking about God's love, we're standing on a very solid platform. His agape love is complete, absolute, and directed toward us without any conditions. Now, let's go to blessing. We've talked about God's love, but there is a difference. In fact, the title of this, uh, this devotion, if you will, or this practical advice from God's Word for today, for that's what we're looking at now in the 24-minute Bible, the, the title for this uh, episode, episode 133, is the difference between God's love and God's blessing. And it's important that we understand blessing, whereas love is unconditional and without any sort of behavior on our part to merit either more or less of it, it's just total and absolute. Blessings are different. Uh, blessings are and can be often conditional. God's blessing, in fact, is oftentimes based on our behavior. Now, his love is not. 
No matter what you do, where you've been, God's love is complete. But the blessings of the Bible that the Bible talks about, they are conditional in that they are based on our behavior. So we're going to look at three different types of love here, or excuse me, three different types of uh, uh, blessing here. I have to be honest with you, as I'm recording this right now, I'm not too far from a railroad track, and as the trains come through, I'm always thinking, I wonder if the listeners can hear. So if you hear something in the background, it's a train going through. Sorry for that tidbit of information. You probably didn't even care to know. We're going to talk about blessing right now because it is important for you to understand blessing. And for us, when we convey to other people blessing, there are some limits to what we can bless and how we can bless. In fact, there are some times when we should not bless. That doesn't mean we should curse, but we cannot bless something that God cannot bless. So let's talk about the different types of blessing. There, there is the, uh, <clears throat> what I'm calling a common blessing. Uh, a blessing that uh, sort of like uh, Little Orphan Annie, if you remember the, the play and the movie from so many years ago and this, that powerful song out of there, The Sun Will Come Up Tomorrow. Well, there are some blessings that occur just because we're human and alive. In fact, your life is a blessing from God. Uh, and it is not, in a sense, uh, conditional. It is just given to you. And, and so these little orphan-type blessings, little orphan-anti-type blessings, or what I'm calling these common grace blessings, are, are for everyone, every human. Uh, in fact, Jesus said it this way uh, in Matthew uh, 5, 45. He said, the sun rises on the evil and the good. The sun rises on the evil and the good. So uh, somebody can be very evil, and the sun shines in their face on a beautiful spring morning, and they're enjoying it. Somebody can be incredibly holy and, and biblical lifestyle and, and loving God. And the same sun that warms the very evil individual is warming the face and the life of the super saint that I'm talking about there, which isn't me, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> so there are these common blessings, these little orphan Annie type blessings, these blessings that, that Jesus talked about. The sun comes up on the evil and the good. So let's look at a few of these common blessings or blessings of grace, if you will, just because we simply are alive. Well, there's food and shelter. Uh, you can enjoy food no matter what your behavior, that the food that God has provided. There's shelter, and God has promised to bless us with those two things in this world. Uh, there's the blessing of family and children. Uh, and no matter what your behavior, uh, that's a common blessing. Now, we can really mess it up, can't we? But still, that blessing is out there, uh, and some genuine feelings that people have whether they are walking in a biblical sense, whether they are recognizing God, or whether they are an atheist, they still enjoy the blessing of family and children. There's the blessing of pleasure in all sorts of different ways that, uh, because God created us for pleasure. He allowed us, he created within us neurotransmitters and nerve endings and, and all sorts of mechanisms within our body to enjoy pleasure. I forgot how many tastes tastes that we can under, that we can perceive, uh, but God wired our tongue and he put those taste buds so we could enjoy the ice cream or we could enjoy the cherry pie or we could even uh, enjoy the, the broccoli or the fruit of the land of a fresh, crisp, uh, 
golden delicious apple to me is one of the the most wonderful tastes that salt and sweet sort of tart type of thing well god put that on he, he, he created us for pleasure in fact the bible says that in heaven uh there's going to be so much pleasure that we couldn't handle it in our current earthly body uh, eternal pleasures at his right hand is what the psalmist said so there's pleasure then there's wealth and people who are very godly and people who are very ungodly both have wealth and they enjoy the benefits thereof. There's intelligence and so many other things. Even the blessing, the common blessing of grace, of patience. Not our patience, but God's patience with us. Second Peter 3.9 says, He is patient with you, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So there is a, this common blessing. That's one type of blessing that everybody can enjoy. And that's really not what I'm talking about when we talk about the difference between God's love, which is unconditional, and God's blessing, which is conditional. There are some, a second type of blessing. I call it collateral blessing. Uh, it's a fringe benefit. You didn't perhaps earn it, but somebody did, and you're walking in the benefit thereof. For example, a verse out of the Old Testament in Genesis 39, you might remember uh, the very righteous and upright man by the name of Joseph, the 11th son of Jacob. The Joseph who had the multicolored, technicolored uh, coat and that his brothers hated him for. They threw him in the well. They sold him to Egypt. But everywhere Joseph went, that group or that people or that household experienced a blessing because of him. Not because of them, but because of him. So we read in Genesis 39.5, God blessed the Egyptian overseer's house for Joseph's sake. So you may be walking in collateral blessing. For example, if you woke up the United, uh, this morning in the United States of America, you are walking in blessing, collateral blessing. Now, you may have had something to do that if you fought in the armed services or if you rendered some service that has benefited our country and, and our society, and thank you for that, by the way. But if you haven't, uh, and again, just because we are here in this blessed country and the foundations that others have built and prayed and fought for and established for us through documents such as the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, all of those things we walk in a blessing of this country all because of somebody else's effort. That's collateral blessing. Uh, <clears throat> you may have a job that uh, you got not because of your own merits, but because you were somebody's son or daughter or grandchild. And they said, oh, your grandfather is Joe so-and-so? Absolutely, you can have a job here or I will take a risk on you. Well, see, you're walking in collateral blessing. Somebody else did a good work and you get to enjoy the blessing or the benefit thereof. Fringe benefits collateral blessing. That's the second type of blessing. So there's the common blessing, and then there's the collateral blessing. And, and so those things occur, and they really occur uh, in an unconditional sense in that we didn't do anything to necessarily earn or deserve it, but somebody did, or it was given to us simply by the grace of God. That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about the conditional blessing. Number three, uh, there's a thing called a syllogism, which simply means if-then. If 
then. And my friend, if you behave according to a certain code, uh, in this case, as we're talking about the Bible, if you behave according to God's word and God's plan and God's steps ordered for you in obedience, if you do that, the Bible is very specific, then there are going to come blessings towards you that you can imagine, can't imagine. We're going to look at Deuteronomy 28, a familiar passage of Scripture, maybe a little bit in 2 Chronicles 7, but, but you understand, uh, hopefully, uh, this, this concept. If you keep my commands, well, let's just think about 2 Chronicles for a second. If my people, because it's often said, if my people who are called by my name, and it goes on to list some things, if my people will... Uh, do these things, walk in my ways, then will I hear from heaven. And then will I forgive their sins. And then will I heal their land. But if we don't walk in those prescribed ways, then God is under no contract whatsoever from his own word, his own lips, to provide for us blessings. But if we live according to a certain way, and if we uh, order our steps, our life according to a certain way, the Bible's very clear, uh, we are going to walk in blessing. In other words, let me put it this way, God is actively involved in blessing you. It's not just a byproduct of his creating the world. It's not even a byproduct of a few generations of family members who have earned a good name and you walk under the, the aura, the light of that. This is God being actively involved to bless you because God wants to bless as I've gotten older, I realize that one of the, the coolest things about getting older is you get to give away stuff. And I really like giving away stuff. I want to give it away, though, to those that I want to bless. So if I have a grandchild who, who, who loves me, who loves the Lord from the standpoint of his life is a, a testimony or her life is a testimony, uh, if uh, they are walking in the ways that I think are godly and correct and honoring not only of God but of other people, there's something that jumps inside my heart that says I want to bless this person. I want to bless this child of mine. It may be blessing them with money or finances. It may be blessing them with calling and, and making arrangements for a, a job or an opportunity or something for them. I'm just looking for ways to bless because they have so blessed me with how they've behaved. Does that make any sense? Hopefully it does because that's, that's the way our Heavenly Father is. He just really gets off blessing people, especially those who are walking according to His ways, who are rendering Him the honor due His name. When that happens, you trigger the blessing switch in God. And he is looking. He is actively involved. He becomes your lawyer. And he, he lawyers up for you. He fights for you. He, he's your advocate. He's your financier. He's your PR man. He's your mentor. He's, he's the one with the treasure map who's going to give it to you and show you where all the good stuff is at. That's what God wants to do. That's the conditional blessing for those that are uh, walking according to to his word. Let's, let's read Deuteronomy 28. I'm not going to read all of it, but if you want to open up your Bible sometime, it may be a familiar passage to you. The children of Israel are getting ready 
to walk into the promised land. And God sets up a, a picture for them. On one side, uh, on one mountain, uh, there are six of the 12 priests, and they are actually calling out curses. And on the other, another mountain, uh, there are six priests, and they're calling out blessings. And the only difference is which way you turn. If you turn toward the mountain of blessing, then this is going to be over them. And God's given them a word picture, actually a, a very visual picture of the hand of his blessing. Let's read what Deuteronomy 28 says. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, this is Moses speaking to them, then God says through Moses, these are the blessings that are coming your way. Now I've just... Uh, enumerated a few of them. I'm just going to reference them. Verse 4 out of Deuteronomy 28 says, the fruit of your womb will be blessed. In other words, uh, if you have children, they're going to be blessed and you're going to be blessed. And there's going to be a fruitfulness and a joy uh, from them. You're going to enlarge your family uh, and have family. And that, what a precious gift that is today. Uh, verse 5 says, your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. Well, we're not interested in making bread, are we? Well, maybe we are, because I think if we take it in today's parlance, that's talking about money. And, and God's going to bless your bread. He's going to increase you in your capacity to earn. You'll be blessed when you go in and when you come out. Uh, verse 7 says, the Lord will grant that the enemies who try to rise up against you will be defeated. They'll come at you in one direction and they'll run in seven. Now, that's God's blessing. Remember, if then, conditional blessings, if you fully obey God's law and God's word and his commands, there is a, a whole wagon load, boatload full of blessings coming your way. Verse 8 says, he will bless your barns. I think that's your 401k. That's where you store your wealth. Those are some things. I'm not necessarily a prosperity gospel preacher, but I believe that God wants to prosper his kids, especially those that love him and are honoring him with their lives. He wants to bless you in that regard if you are living. And I think many of us listening uh, to the sound of my voice now could probably offer up many, many testimonies of how God has blessed in so many ways because of an obedience that he saw in us goes on and talks about he will bless you in the land he's given you he will establish you uh, and that's an important thing he'll give you a name he'll give you a place a seat uh, he, people will fear you and that's not a bad thing that's they will have a holy respect they know who you serve and, and your God is God and they will understand that verse 11 says the Lord will grant you abundant prosperity now, there's a fatness of the soul. In other words, there's just health and vitality and an aura of grace and peace that comes on God's people as opposed to those who are walking in some different pathways. It's not just financially, although I do believe it is partially financially. Goes on and talks about he will open up the heavens. So God's going to all pull back the curtain of heaven and pour out a blessing for you. It says you will lend to many. You won't borrow from any. And that, again, is God's promise of prosperity in so many different areas of your life. Verse 13, you'll be the head and not the tail. You'll always be at the top and never at the bottom. Now, you may say, well, I don't have much money, and I'm struggling right now. It's a difficult time. And maybe you are, my friend. But God's blessing is that if you continue on, God's promise is that if you continue on, you will see and find 
uh, a blessing because God has promised conditionally if you walk faithfully in his ways, then he will bless you. Let me just give you one last sort of visual picture if you can. Uh, just think of God's hand as extended out. Maybe you have a, a grandfather or some fatherly figure, and, and sometimes they just extend their hand maybe over you. I've got a grandson who's got a, just a full mop of red hair, and it's curly, and I just love to put my hand on his head uh, just, to, just because it's, uh, I, I, I love the, the, uh, you know, the concept of it. I love him too. But just to reach out and put your hand over that which you love. And you see, uh, the hand of the Father is over those, and, and it is the area of obedience. Anywhere under the Father's hand is a blessing. And, and those who are walking under the Father's hand are experiencing that blessing. They are living by biblical commandments. They are uh, teachable and submitted and they're listening and, and they're responding to the Holy Spirit because you're under the hand of the Father. And therefore, there's protection. And with that comes just the whole atmosphere of blessing. Get that picture in your mind, if you will, but also get this picture in your mind. You step out from under the hand of the Father. He's got his hand extended and yet you choose to wander away. You choose to go a different direction. You're no longer under the presence of that grace of that person. At that point in time, my friends, blessings cease. In other words, you walked out from the blessing. Uh, think about the prodigal son for a moment. He had everything that he wanted in the sense of his father's blessing, but he chose to step out from under the father's hand. He was unwilling to live uh, in, uh, by daddy's rules. He was unwilling to uh, live in daddy's place. He was going to go out and do his own thing. And so he left the, the hand of blessing and he went out. And if you're familiar with the story, things didn't go well, did they? Now, the father wasn't punitive and he wasn't seeking to punish the son. It's just that that prodigal son walked out from under the blessings and everything began to fall apart. Maybe you've got some things falling apart in your life and you wonder, why is that? Well, I would ask you, suggest to you that the first place to look is am, I living my, is am I living my life under the hand of blessing? In other words, am I submitted to the plan of God. Look, God doesn't want you to obey because he hates you or he's looking for rule keepers. God wants you to obey because he has the best plan for you. It is the healthiest, happiest, holiest place to be under the hand of blessing, under the hand of God. Eventually, of course, the son came back and resumed his place under the hand of blessing of the father and all of the things that uh, he had lacked when he was away, all came back to him uh, in uh, manifold ways. So uh, simply to say this, uh, the hand of blessing is God's way of loving on you. He loves you completely, totally, and absolutely. The agape love, that doesn't change. But the blessings, the things he wants to give you, he can only give to those who are walking under his hand of blessing. God cannot bless any plan. He cannot bless any action. He cannot bless any behavior. Or he cannot bless any relationship that is not under his hand. In other words, that is not in line with his word. 
and in obedience to what the Bible says. So as you're thinking about blessings today, I would just encourage you to make sure that in every aspect of your life, your relationships, your finances, your career path, your attitudes, are they under the hand of God? Are you walking in accordance with his word? If you are, then you're going to see blessing upon blessing because the Father's heart is extended towards you. Hey, thank you so much for being a part of today's episode and look forward to uh, seeing you next time and uh, hope that uh, you've gained some insight or at least that the Holy Spirit's stirring in, uh, up in you the desire to dive deeper into God's word, particularly today as we've been talking about the blessing of God. Have a great day. Look forward to seeing you and being a part next time on our journey here on the 24-Minute Bible Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-Minute Bible Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and look forward to continuing this journey to understanding the Bible, please subscribe to our channel. And if you would be so kind, share it with your friends who might enjoy it. We would also love it if you would leave us a review. It really does help us. Join us next week for another episode as we work our way through the Bible book by book. Have a blessed week.